Hey everybody, how are you? How are you doing? This is Kirk and Denise. We're saying hello to everybody. Um, we know that it's about 11.06 right now. We just want to give people enough time to get started and be with us. Thank you for being with us. Some want to show their face. Others might be like, you know what? I don't, I don't want you to see me right now. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Some of y'all been to Bedside Baptist Church and y'all don't want to see that you really by your bedside. So, <laughs> so, so I just want to just say hello to everybody there. So uh, Denise, if, if you would like, would you give us a little bit of a welcome? Say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. I pray that you all have had a blessed week and things are moving along and we're still trying to get comfortable and used to what's going on. But through it all, God has been faithful. God has been good. So like the sun back in, in the day, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. And that's what we have to stand on, is trusting and believing and standing on God's word. So welcome, everyone. I'm so happy that um, we made it through another <laughs> week. We made it, and we're here at another church service, ready to give God all the praise and honor that is due him. So welcome, have your way, however you feel today. Don't hesitate, just do you, do you. Please do you. And like we say at the end, you are welcome, <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Yes, she did that. <laughs> she just did that, y'all. <laughs> so uh, real quick, I want to share with you guys, everyone today, a little bit of uh, the scripture verse. And what I'll do is I'll go ahead and read it. And I hope you see it as such. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Yeah, here it is. Um, this is the uh, verse that we'll be looking at today. And it is this, it is uh, Matthew 14, uh, verses 20 through to 29. And it reads as following, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up, on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw he, uh, him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. I got it bolded in underscore. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus replied, come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came <laughs> to Jesus. Part of that is, is a beautiful thing to kind of share from that. Uh, we have so many different things that we um, can kind of glean from that. I would even say uh, there's this thing that I um, later will maybe even talk about. It's called Lexico Divino. It's how you read scripture and it would help you kind of see a little bit deeper. It'll ask you to read the scripture two or three times. And you could kind of look at 
what you hear God saying in the middle of this. It would kind of push you to look for a, a word, a sentence, or a phrase. Um, and what, what you could kind of read through that. And I would say, if you can, um, definitely get uh, those verses in front of you. If you have your uh, Apple or Samsung or your Bible verse, go ahead and get that, do all those different things. Uh, but get ready uh, as we share from that today. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Right now, we're going to ask my wife to go ahead and pray and get us started for our time. Um, and then we'll go from there. Um, yeah, we'll go from there. Okay. Thank you, God. God, because of who you are, God, we give you glory. God, because of who you are, God, we give you praise. God, because of who you are, God, God, we lift our hands and God, we worship you because of who you are. So God, this morning, I pray that your spirit of praise and worship and thanksgiving, God, will fall in this place. God, that it will fall in each individual home. God, because regardless of what we're going to, God, this is the day that you have made. And God, we will rejoice and be glad in it. So God, I thank you for this time and this opportunity that you have allowed us once again to come together, God, and worship and honor and praise you, God, and to hear a word from you. So God, today we stand in great expectation, God, that you're going to move by your spirit, God, like never before, that our lives will be changed, God. God, we thank you for the fresh word, God, that we're going to receive on today that's going to prepare us and equip us, God, for a new week. So God, we thank you. God, we praise you. God, we give you glory and honor because, God, you are truly, truly worthy. So, God, I pray that every need will be met, God. God, I pray that, God, when we come out of this service, God, we won't be the same. God, I thank you, God, that you would touch our hearts, that you would touch our spirit, that you would touch our mind. God, that you would heal us emotionally, physically, God, spiritually, God. God, you know exactly what we are all going through. And God, you know what's on our hearts. And God, you know exactly what we need, oh God. And God, you know exactly what word we need to hear from you on today. So God, we thank you. And God, we praise you that every need will be met on today. God, we stand trusting and we stand believing God, that you're going to do it. So God, we thank you and we honor you and we praise you and we give you glory. And because we believe and we know it's done in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Um, for right now, we are going to share just a little bit uh, about what that looks like and what the question is for today. We're posing a question. We try to pose a question there all the time just so it can have us think and kind of lean in for the time. So uh, the question for today. Today. The question for today. Kirk has already um, read the scripture where he's going to be coming from. And like he said, it's Matthew 14, 22 through, 22 through 29. And if his theme, his title, if we need that, will be a wake-up call. That's the that word he'll be sharing. That will be his title, wake-up call. So the question for today is, what is God waking you up to? What is God waking you up to? What is he bringing to your attention? What is that? What is that one thing God keeps bringing to your attention? Because a lot of times God keeps bringing these things to our attention and we ignore them and we be like, oh no, I'm tripping. That ain't God. That's me. No, God, I know you can't be telling me to wake up to this. God, I know 
that's not you speaking to me. Oh, wait a minute. That must be the enemy. Oh, no, let me pray against this right now. <laughs> and God is saying, no, I'm trying to get your attention. I'm trying to wake you up. What is that that you feel and you believe that God is trying to wake you up for you to see? What is that thing that God is trying to bring to your attention? Wake up call, y'all. Wake up call. So as we get started, um, I really just want to lean in for, for this part. For those who didn't hear the scripture earlier, it came out of Matthew, the 14th chapter. Uh, it was the 22nd through the 29th verse. You could turn to it. It's really a familiar scripture, a familiar uh, story in, in the Bible. Uh, it's the time where Peter, uh, where Jesus uh, actually walks out onto the water and uh, Peter sees him and is beginning to decide whether or not he wants to walk out to him. Here's the thing. Um, part of the verse says this. It says, take courage uh, to be sure um, uh, what that is right now, what we are trying to do. I'm trying to actually uh, make sure that we listen to what, what the question for today is, is really in this verse of scripture, it really is about wanting God to wake us up to something. What is he bringing to your attention? And Denise kind of shared about it early. It's like, what is, what is God trying to do to us? And it's not necessarily about just waking up. It's really about the call. It, you get what I'm saying? It's, it's a wake up call. And so what is the call that God has on you? And I realize more than anything is that, is that sometimes when we're dealing with our call, we we're really asking sometimes the question, is that you, Jesus? I know a lot of us sometimes are trying to figure out, you know, do I hear God? You know, is that you, God? And here's the, the thing that, uh, that was said in the verse. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. And Peter responds, Lord, if it's you, you know, come on out. So right now we're going to, uh, before we get into the, the total uh, message, we're going to share a little bit about a, a little bit of a song and then we'll, we'll figure it out from there. I already did the questions. I did the questions already. So we're going to do a little bit of Jonathan Nelson and we'll go from there. Let me do this real quick. No? Okay. All right. So she's trying to tell me something, y'all. So for those who would like to answer the question before we go a little bit deeper is what is the thing that you feel God is calling you to what are you uh what are you waking up to in this time not just with covid uh because i think we could just get carried away with, with covid and i'll be sharing a little bit of that but what is god waking you up to what uh, is he bringing to your attention what do you what is he bringing up you know your attention and and then we'll just go on who wants to share right now we could go we unmute yourself they uh, unmute yourself. What do you feel God is waking you up to? I see you, Kat. Uh, you're early here, so why not? Can you do a little? Is God waking you up to something? And then we'll go from there. We'll figure it out. Are you calling on me, Kara? Why not? Tell Steve the music stuff. Sorry. <laughs> Um, the only thing I can think of was just perseverance. 
um, just being toiling the soil and not giving up and uh, taking small steps of faith um, toward what I think God's calling me to. Um, so I started volunteering um, and I and I'm gonna see if I can sign up for this parenting class, both with Sunset Youth Services, just stepping out in faith, um, see what God has for that. So that's, uh, yeah, and I think it's like slow, slow work, but it's work that, you know, with the volunteering, you don't even see anybody, you just drop them off meals and you don't talk to anybody, but it's still, I think what God's saying is keep uh, sowing the seed and okay. don't worry about the results so right because the results ain't on us anyway right it's on god <laughs> anybody else um i'll share um god is i feel like god is waking me up to really um just learning how to really really trust him because sometimes we say we trust god but when we're faced with uh, in situations that we're uncertain about and we're not sure about, I know for me sometimes that my faith began to waver um, when, it's, when it's something that I think is a big thing. You know, sometimes it's really easy for me to trust and believe God for others. Um, but when it comes to myself, sometimes I... Um, Sometimes I, I struggle with that a little bit. Um, just a really, really uh, short, short um, testimony. If some of you may know that I work for, I work for the school district, and uh, you know there's a big layoff that's happening, and so we weren't sure if we were going to be, well, I wasn't sure if I was going to be laid off, if they were going to um, let my position go. And what I do is I'm called a child welfare attendance liaison. I handle truancy. And so I just wasn't sure what was going to happen. So it was my birthday in February and um, there was a, I was talking to Kirk about the layoff and this lady was sitting next to me um, and she just started going, um, you know, like, whoo, you know, thank you, Jesus. Yes, God. Yes, God. And I was sitting next to her, but I was just like, oh, okay, she, she must be feeling something. I don't know. And she kept doing it and she kept going, okay, God, okay, God. And I was like, okay, well, I guess she's really feeling it. But I was like, okay, whatever it is, God. Then she asked me, was I a believer? And I said, yeah. And she said, um, I overheard your conversation and I heard you say they're doing layoffs. She said, but God want me to tell you that you're not one of them. You will not be laid off. And I was like, wow, okay, I received that. Thank you, thank you. But as time went on, it started looking really crazy. Like, okay, I'm about to be laid off. This is crazy. But in the back of my mind, I kept remembering what the lady had spoke to me. But the crazier it got, I forgot about God's word to me. And I started focusing in the, on the negative. But to sum it all up, I got a phone call on Friday from my supervisor telling me that I will not be getting laid off, that next school year I will still have my job. So praise God, when, our, when, our, when the phone call came, my stomach, my heart dropped in my stomach because I didn't know what the phone call was going to be. But it was that I still had my job. And I'm saying is that when God speaks to your heart and when he tells you something, believe it, trust it, regardless of how crazy the situation begins to look and it looks like it's going to turn out bad, hold on to what God has spoke 
to you. If he said he's going to do it, don't matter how crazy it gets, he's going to do it. So he's waking me up to really, really learn how to trust him. It is. It is. Uh, anyone else? Anyone else want to share? It's open. <laughs> okay. I'm going to mute yourself. Okay. So for me, um, I, God's waking me up to realizing, um, I had a word actually from my son yesterday. He said, mom, you got to stop just going through the routine of it all. You keep telling me, you know, use this time wisely and da, 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 and all of that. He said, well, what about you? And it messed with me all night. And this morning it was, that still was really heavy on me. And I wind up taking some time out to just tell God, I, I don't want to go just go through the routine. I do feel like I'm just going through motions. And to me, where I live is starting to look like I'm just going through the motions. And I want the spirit of that to be, out, to gone, to be gone from me. So for me, God woke me up to myself, <laughs> almost to waking me up to be in my right mind if you if you want to say it like that um to what i was doing to what i was allowing myself to to live in and but at the same time not live and so um yeah yeah that's what he's 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 waking me up to that not just that life is worth living not that i didn't had any doubt like that but having this complacency is not good either. And I need to go beyond that. And I need to, I need to, I need to push through that. I need to push through that a lot, not allow myself to stay in that, in that place. All right. Awesome. Give just a little, uh, maybe 30 more seconds for those who want to share something. If they don't, that's okay too. But I'm just leaving it open. Uh, my family and I watched um, Dr. Doolittle, Eddie Murphy last night. And that just reminded me, you know, what, what I shared in chat is God's waking me up to the present. And part of the present reality is that God has gifted me and all of us with with uh, gifts, our own shape, what we do. Um, and uh, in that movie, I'm not gonna spoil it for you if you've never seen it, it's from 20 years ago. But God's made us a certain way and part of waking up is embracing how God made us. You know, some, some of us have gifts we think that are weird. That's in the case of Dr. Doolittle. He's yeah, yeah. talking to animals, very strange. <laughs> I've got a lot of strange things going on. I imagine some of you might relate to that. Some of that strangeness is uh, just seeing things in a unique way. Just waking up and saying, thank you, God, for, for how you made me, that I'm his mm -hmm. beloved. And, yeah. and all my strangeness and good things and quirky things, mm -hmm. it is who I am. It makes no mistakes. Yeah. I appreciate that, Steve. Come on, brother. I'm a little strange, too. I'll be hearing things. So, so yeah, I, I know that's true. I don't know if that was Watisha who was trying to share at this point. I, I don't know if he was trying to get on with the same time, but if you want to share, that's cool too. If you want to share from that spot, uh, unmute yourself for sure. Well, I just believe God is finally just calling me out of that place of um, excuses. Mm. It doesn't matter what really happened in the past. Mm -hmm. All I, the scripture I really keep hearing is um, what can separate you from the love of God mm -hmm. and I allowed so many things yeah. so many people so many circumstances mm -hmm. that resentment mm -hmm. began to build up um, 
and I begin to blame God for man's attributes instead of going to the word and finding out who he was. And once I did that and began to compare the images, I seen that they were completely opposite of each other. Mm. So I have to start putting accountability where it's supposed to be, not blame so much, so accountability. And the first accountability was with myself because I should have just trusted in the Lord with all my heart and leaning not to my own understanding. And then all my ways I would have acknowledged him, but instead I got into the routine of how man had things planned out. And I thought, well, we all doing the same thing and we'll end up in the same place. But not everybody has the same um, drive. True. Some people are in it for other reasons. So I believe at this moment, I didn't know for a long time what, why I have to go through some of the things I went through mm-hmm. until I start meeting women who's going through the things that I've been through. Mm. And I'm able to give them mm. something, not based on my opinion, but on my experience on why I'm still standing today. Mm-hmm. And so tomorrow, by grace, I'm able to launch the Emotionally Healthy Woman mm. Project. Mm. We'll, Come on now. We'll get on, um, and it was ironic, because I shut down so quick that I'm just like, I'm not doing nothing. I woke up last Sunday. It was on my heart heavy. Monday morning, I sent out a text to probably about 15 women. Out of those 15, I think 11 responded. And this is when you know it's real because I presented it to my job with the scriptures and everything attached to it. And um, I showed them the book by Miss Jerry and this is all biblical stuff, and my job actually approved it, and they said they're going to pay for it for me. Come on. <laughs> it was just crazy how this thing has now, it's opening up. But not only is it opening up for the project, but just in my mind, the thoughts and the ideas and the clarity that I see this thing going I just see it open and it has absolutely nothing to do with me, but my obedience. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want to operate in total obedience. So Mm -hmm. I'm in a place of just asking God to forgive me for not trusting him enough to get his job done. Well, I I appreciate you uh, um, following hard after God and listening clearly to to what God is saying now, um, because a lot of times what happens is we will just fall back and say, I missed it. I'll never forget feeling that somebody got the call that I thought I was supposed to get, and I felt like I missed God's call. And uh, to me, that that's that's pretty, that's pretty important to know that you you're not missing it. You're actually grabbing a hold of it and God is doing something pretty spectacular. Um, I'm gonna go right into the message just a little bit real quick because I really don't wanna prolong the time. I appreciate you guys um, and your sharing pieces. Um, let me say this real quick. Uh, this, this verse or these verses are really about talking about God's call on your life. Uh, it's about a wake-up call. I don't know about you, but I have what we call an iPhone. Don't look at how cracked it is. It's, I got to get it fixed, okay? But it's an iPhone, right? And uh, what I feel like happened um, with Peter in this verse of Scripture was he really wasn't sure it was Jesus. And it says in the verse, it it really said that he was a ghost, like they saw him as a ghost. And he said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come out to the water. Is that you, Jesus, is really a lot of what we wrestle with. My Apple phone makes a suggestion. When I get texts and I don't have uh, the person's name in my phone, they actually say these words. Maybe, maybe it's, it's Juanita, 
<laughs> or maybe it's uh, Frank, or maybe it's Jesse, based off the what we were talking about. And so maybe it's you. My Apple phone makes suggestions that just does something different, which I'm kind of like always perplexed about. And maybe sometimes I'm afraid that they're watching me. But it's interesting though. It's interesting. We live in a culture that makes, uh, that kind of worships certain certainty. I'm gonna say that again. We kind of live in a culture that worships certainty. Like, you know that was God, or you know that was this, or uh, um, because two plus two is four, it's an exactness. And I wanna say to you uh, that God sometimes works in mystery and we don't see it and we don't know. And maybe it is God. Maybe it is God. During this time, you are trying to lean in and to figure out what is God saying, whether or not it's God or not. I want to set you free today. I, I want you to do this. See my hands? You see my hands? Do this. I want you to let it go. Let it go. I want to set you free today that you don't have to find your call. I know that sounds countercultural. It sounds uh, a lot of Western theology will say, find your call, do this. I want to, I want to, I want to help you today by saying you don't have to find your call. Why do I say this? If you serve the purpose of the season that you're in right now, your call will find you. I'm going to say that one more time. Uh, Watisha just said it. If you serve the purpose of the season that you're in right now, your call will find you. We know internally that we are created for more than something. And sometimes we're always rushing to get something. What, what am I here for? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? But sometimes your purpose, it'll find you because you're in where you're supposed to be right now. There's three forms of a call. And I'll say that three forms of a call. Uh, number one, there is a call to Christ. We are first and foremost called to a, 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 a relationship with Jesus. We are called to be with Jesus and understand that relationship with him. And matter of fact, we're called to his people. Number two, we're called to sometimes some specific, a specific act, uh, to be kind to people, to be nice, to be uh, gracious, to be loving. Uh, uh, sometimes it's even about going there and being something and it's nudging you uh the spirit is nudging you to do something but i want to say this some of us have a call like a thread in our life that there's, there's a mission that we're supposed to be doing sometimes that call is very interesting because it's sometimes in the season we're in i'm gonna say that again Sometimes that call is about the season you're in right now. What you were last year is not for you this year. Clearly, I would even say to you, for sure, what you were doing last year is not what you're supposed to be doing now. You in COVID, you got the Rona is all around you right now. And maybe there's something different that God is calling you to, but you got to lean in and listen. And you got to begin to say, God, is that you? Maybe that's you. And how you do that is uh, there's at least six calls, in my opinion, to this, to this call. Is, it, is the call from God? Is it impossible? Is it meeting a need? Is it persistently you keep finding yourself in the same place over and over again? And I know this other one sounds crazy. Is it simple? And I'm going to go into it a little bit. And is it affirmed, number six, is it affirmed by community? I'm going to say these, uh, these six again. From God, number two, impossible. Number three, meets a real need. Number four, uh, persistent. Number five, simple. And is it affirmed? 
by the community that's around you. God has been speaking I believe, and I think Kirk's being reconnected to us now. Father, we pray for Kirk's computer. We thank you for his ministry and Denise's ministry of service to all of us. We pray for peace as he's trying to reconnect your Lord of technology and Zoom. Amen. Amen. Man, this is, I don't know about you all, but this is one of the few spiritual Zoom calls where we're actually all interacting together versus watching a, a celebrity, even though Kurt's a great public speaker. I love how he and Denise make space for all of us. I love listening to Wendy's testimony last week after my wife. And um, I stopped rambling and mute myself. <laughs> You're rambling. He's trying to get reconnected. You know how Zoom sometimes knocks you out? Yeah. Yeah, so. There's definitely going to be a powerful word today because somebody. Don't want us to hear it. Yeah. This was, it's a confirmation. I know to me, everything he just said up until that point. Yeah. I've literally been reading and researching and hearing over and over so it don't matter he coming back in we're gonna go for it yeah 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 no, let me do my down there it is so so as you were saying the enemy was trying to get on me right now maybe it's just the zoom call um, I realize I bring into play all the stuff that was already happening in me. I said it the other week, uh, the enemy sometimes is in a me. Uh, that sometimes my issues, my stuff, the things that I'm dealing with, uh, is, is me. And the truth is, all the issues you feel about Corona, all the issues you feel about your anxiousness and your anxiety, your vulnerability, it was there before Corona. It just exposes it. It just opens it up. Uh, it starts, it started a long time ago. It started with maybe issues around your your faith, uh, issues around your church, issues with your relationships. And I want to say, 
I get it and I understand it. And I want to say, keep leaning in. God is calling us into this other place of a life thread that I was talking about. God is calling us. And so the call is from God. There is a call that is, is deeply personal to who you are. I'll say this again. Watisha even said it earlier was, I've been feeling some kind of way or I've been sensing some kind of thing and God's been calling you. I, I'm going to ask this question later as we finish, but it's going to be some of those things where you're going to try to figure out, well, why isn't the church doing this or why aren't more Christians doing this or why aren't they doing this? Some of it is not, they not supposed to do it. You supposed to be doing it. Yeah, I know. You might be saying, but I don't want to do that. That's not my job. Ain't that the pastor? Ain't that somebody else? Somebody, a deacon, mother so-and-so, or sister so-and-so? But if it's been in your heart, God has been calling you to something. So I want to say to this, and, I'll, uh, and because of the quick little intermission we just had, okay. I want you to say, let it go. Responding to God's voice will require you to let go of control over you. I know that sounds hard, but man, God is going to really require you to let go. What, what if it feels like, what if it looks like, what, what if we're saying that God is saying something else that you had never heard before? I'm sure Moses was like all of them are red but I'm, I'm, I'm sure that ain't you god all of them are red but us i, I i'm sure that they're uh, red i think i think that's my mom talking yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure that there's a lot of different things where we got to figure out what does it look like uh because god has been calling us to something and it looks really different I, how do you know it looks really different? The scripture that I was talking about earlier was, if that's you, Jesus, I want to come. And Jesus says, come on. I could only imagine being Peter. And the first step into the water, like, I'm going to hold on to this boat just in case. For some of you, you're holding on to things you're holding on to people, you're holding on to issues, you're holding on to everything else because it's been your place of comfortability. It's been a place of just saying, hey, I, this gives me security. And the truth is right now, let's just be honest, our economy ain't secure, our jobs ain't as secure as they used to be. Matter of fact, I'm questioning a whole lot but I want to encourage you today, you can trust the call of God on your life. I want to say that again with, I hope, uh, I hope you don't hear it with your ears. I hope you hear it with your spirit. You can trust the call of God in your life. And this is what you have to do. And I'm, I'm going to say this, and I want you to say it out loud with me. You don't have to unmute yourself, but I want you to say it this way. I'm tired of living my life at the level that is less than best for me. I know that sounds, I want you to hear that. I'm tired of living my life at the level that is less than best than best for me. I'm tired of my history trying to define my destiny. I'm going to say that again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this thing where we, we got to say it over again. I'm tired of my history trying to define my destiny. I'm tired of my past trying to determine my future. I'm tired of my pain limiting my purpose. And I want to say this. There might be a gift in your pain. God's call might be right in the middle of your pain, your 
your brokenness, your hurt, and God might be trying to use all that for ministry. I no longer want my hurt and my fear to hinder my hope. I no longer want my, my old poor decisions to keep me locked and keeping doors locked in my life. Because the truth is, I'm gonna look dead in the camera. I might even give this eye to eye. I made some poor decisions. And the thing is, I have sometimes allowed my poor decisions to keep me locked from doing what God has called me to do. Because I keep reliving my poor decisions. Well, I did that and that didn't work out. Or I, I chose this, or I chose this person in my life and that didn't work out. Some of you are missing the relationship that you're supposed to be in because of a poor decision you made in the past that now is showing, you feel like it's showing up now. And that person ain't got nothing to do with your past. That issue didn't have nothing to do with your past. I know it sounds crazy, but sometimes God is calling you to risk where you've been so you can get to something. I'm sick of settling. I'm sick of just uh, allowing statistics to govern my life. I, I, I'm tired of playing it safe all the time. I get it. I declare today that I'm not what I've been through. I know this is, I, I, I'm, looking, I, I'm looking dead at the camera. I'm declaring I am not what I've been through. I am not what I've been through. Listen, you are called, you are capable, and you're competent. But here's the truth. And, and I'm going to add this to the whole thing. Sometimes you do have to prune some stuff. I'm going to be real. My dad had a plum tree in the backyard. And I'll never forget, he cut, he cut that tree down to just nubs. And I want to be honest with you, it didn't look like it would ever bear fruit again. It looked like a stump. I mean, it, it literally, he cut it all the way back. But what happened was, I'll be honest with you, it wasn't the first year. Leaves grew on it, but there was still no fruit. But the second year, the second year, plums grew in bountifulness. Sometimes God is using the Rona. Sometimes God is using the relationships you've been in. Sometimes God is using all the stuff that you've been through to actually prune some of the things that never should have been there in the first place. And so I'll say this to you guys, continue to lean in, continue to lean into what God is trying to do for you and with you. I want you to do this thing. So it's L-E-A-R-N. That's learn, right? L-E-A-R-N. First thing is listen to God's word every day. Let it let it be, let it just be in you. And what I mean by that is some of you, I don't want you to be under any condemnation that I ain't reading the scriptures every day. I didn't read my verse. Yes, that's good. But that doesn't mean you're listening to God because you're reading it. You could just be reading it. I want you to listen to God. Sometimes it's just stopping in the middle of the day. Take 20 seconds. Take 30 seconds to just maybe breathe and listen to God. Number two, enlist a friend to challenge you as you learn to live out your call. I think it's important to do this. We are not made, and this is what I'll say, this, this is the hardest part about being with the Rona right now or the coronavirus. We're made to be in relationship with one another. We're made to touch and learn and understand and be in community with one another. But I would say this, enlist a trusted friend to listen to God with you about your call. There's a couple of people in my life that there's not one thing that I've done as far as ministry is concerned without telling them 
and them leaning in and listening with me and them saying, yeah, I, I could hear that. Or no, Kirk, have you thought about this? Or let me challenge you into thinking around this. I, I needed people in my life. And some of us are so used to being on islands, so used to being by ourselves, so used to trying to figure out God for ourselves that we don't want to enlist anybody's help. And I get it. I get it. Some of us have grown, grown up with, I'm going to pull myself up. And I want to tell you, that's a lie of the enemy. You, it says where two or three are gathered in his name, there he will find himself in the midst. And you need people in the middle of figuring out what life is. So enlist others. A, ask questions and accept correction. Ask, question, ask questions. And it's okay to accept correction. I, I, I know that's hard because we feel sometimes people will just judge me. I don't want nobody to judge me. But guess what? You do need somebody to critique you, to, uh, to help you refine you. It is iron sharpening iron. And let me tell you, you need some other iron to actually scrape off some of the things that you got on you. And you need somebody to sometimes help correct you. I'm going to say this, amen. My wife has been here a lot of times just to correct me, and I needed it. I needed her celebration, go, Kurt, go. But I needed her to say, eh. and I'll be real with you, a lot of times I didn't want to hear it. A lot of times I just decided I'm going to do it anyway. And I reaped what I sowed. So here's the other one. Number R, remember and reinforce what you've learned. There's a lot of things that, there's, that we have to uh, remember what God has done. Uh, the, the altar of God that oftentimes we hear in scripture, the altar is about remembering God. What is the, one of the first things that you hear God doing and say, don't you know I'm the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob? Like, let me remind you of who I am. Those are big things. Remember who God is in your life. And then reinforce what you've learned about God and about what God is trying to do. And then the last one in is now. What you waiting for? Are you waiting for everything to be perfect for you to do the ministry that God wants you to do? Do you have to line it all up? A lot of times God just wants us to move. And I get it. There are some things that you want to be strategic in and start doing, but sometimes you just got to start doing what God has called you to do. Here's the, here's the last thing, and then I, I'm going to end with this, is what is, the, what is the one pain or brokenness in the world that you would love to see the church heal? I mean, I'm going to say these two questions. What is the pain or brokenness in the world that you would love to see the church heal? Or what act of service that you would have done has made you most alive? What act of service makes you most alive? I wanna tell you, the ministry might be writing what, you're, what the answer to those questions are. Some things is like, we wish the church would have done, or we wish people would have done, and maybe, God's been calling you because you hear God there. Mm -hmm. Or what is the thing that makes you alive when you do it? Like, I love serving in this way. So you, you need to lean in in that way. I want to say this. It's a wake-up call to me. It's a wake-up call to us that God is waking us up to us. it's time for you. It's time for me to move in these gifts. Like, the, I'll be honest with you, this Zoom call, I've been talking about this for years. I've been thinking about this kind of stuff for years. It took the roller to get me here. I, we could have been doing this. There was ways to connect with people, but we just didn't do it. But sometimes God uses circumstances. He uses brokenness. He uses the pain. He uses all the issues that sometimes pushes us, and then we have to respond to his call.
So I want you to look at this last thing, that God wants to break chains off your life. But I want you to look at this not only as the words, but watch the movement. Watch what God is trying to do in this movement. Well, I'm going to throw one out real quick, too. Uh, I was just asked by the city to be, to have these conversations about uh, how they open the city back up. Um, someone from the uh, planning department just asked me to uh, sit with uh, the mayor and others around how to hold, you know, how to open the city back up. And so I want to be, you know, wise and listen to the Holy Spirit. And uh, I want God to speak to, to me as I, you know, I share what I, you know, to, to share what God might be saying, you know, um, what opportunity to share with uh, the power, if you will, of San Francisco. So uh, just asking for a prayer for that. And without anything else, uh, Robin, could you close us in prayer? I'll be delighted. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for what you're doing. And we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you for the rain last night. And just gathering this morning has been like fresh rain. And I just thank you that you have brought this combination of people together at this time for, for a purpose, to join in hearts and community together. And I just thank you, God, for how you are helping us open up together helping us grow together. There's new faces and there's same faces and it's, it's a movement and we just give it to you, Lord. We thank you for the gift it is and we continue to give the gift back to you. Lord, I want to thank you for um, Kirk and just stepping out and just making things happen and um, that he would be an inspiration for us to do that in our own lives. And Lord, I just... Thank you for so many of the different um, prayers that have been um, put out there today and we commit to praying and lifting them up, lifting each other up this week. And as the Spirit speaks to our heart, I pray that we would listen. We would know that it is you. And Lord, the things that we are passionate about, that we want to see the church stand up and, and heal, the thing, the actions or the parts of society when we go, oh, that felt good. I pray we would be reminded of those things again today, that they might be the call. They might be the things that we step into. And let us just be um, excited about the adventure of exploration, that we could just step into those things. Father God, you have wired us and gifted us um, and called us so differently. And in complement to each other, we can see the full picture. So I pray that as the the threads of the tapestry get woven together more and more and more. We would see that come to pass. The friends and family that we are believing in Jesus' name, that chains will be broken. We know you are a good God and we know that the power and the authority in Jesus is in us and you are actively at work as well. So as we join you in that, we believe for those family family members and friends to be healed in mind, in body, in spirit. And we thank you so much for all that you're doing and that you invite us into that. We pray these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So as we close our time uh, up, I got a little song, but I want to say this openly, this cannot be done without this lady right here. Uh, I really appreciate how she's helped make this what it is. And so continue to lift us up as we uh, explore how to do this better um, and what other things that we could, could do. Uh, I know she's got some great ideas and, and thoughts about how we could make this better. So just continue to pray for us. Uh, I look forward to seeing you guys next Sunday, but for those who 
like to dance a little bit, I like to just get up and just be a part. It's okay that we celebrate times like this. I know, I know the Rona got us sheltering in place, but we don't have to be dead. So with that being said, uh, I'm gonna start this off right now with something. All right, all right, everybody. Peace to you. God bless you. We'll see you next week. Blessings, blessings. Love you all. Love you all. See you next week.